Welcome to the Highland Quiet Life podcast. We're a nature and forest therapy based company in the Cairngorms National Park in Scotland. And I'm Kath, and you can listen to myself and fellow Canadian guide, Moose, or Michelle, talk all things forest therapy and probably a few random distractions in between. How are you? Sorry about that. All right, how are you? Starving. Oh, well. Look at cheese and crackers. Mmm, cheese. <laughs> okay do you have like a, a topic or... yeah you said what? going back to the forest how important yeah. forest well so I kind of so because where I was at because like I was thinking like for the last month or so I just feel like really disconnected from stuff and I just don't I, I'm just not present you know I'm there but I'm just not attached to anything um and then on Saturday or Sunday whichever day it was when we went to the Botanic Gardens which is like a happy place and just kind of just started to feel like connected and just kind of felt good you know um and that got me thinking about that importance of just getting that connection back. Um, yeah. I feel like you've just started the podcast. <laughs> and you could edit that stuff in. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's let let let's go there. I, I um, like it's been a rough year. Right. So I've got like, I've got all kinds of, so I'm going to go back to the beginning before the pandemic and talk about the fact that I moved to Vancouver Island in November, in November, it's my own place north of the island, mid island in December. And the only thing that kept me grounded, the only thing that kept me from sinking into like incredible despair was getting into the forest, doing your, your POP um, that I had to do the, the practicum that sent me there. Um, but then without the practicum to work on in the last little while, uh, work has been busy. I took on, um, TAing or teaching assistant for two courses. And so I haven't been getting outside and I, I, I got outside, um, intentionally Saturday and Sunday into the, into the forest. Part of it was that I was in Ontario, but, um, the little lakes here that I take Leia to, that I take my dog to have had a, a blue algae or a bloom that mm. makes the lake toxic for her to drink. So those are my favorite places to go for like a decent forest walk, as opposed to just like going to the, the shore or, or wherever. Um, and that tends to be really rocky here. And it's more of a hike. And I, I wanted to walk the dog for a long, like, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, whatever, mm. but get into the forest as well. Um, and so I haven't really been able to do that. And I, I've been missing it. And I, and I know like in my, when they talk to you about like self-care stuff and they're like, you know, you need to be active and you need like to maintain your mental health and wellness. You need to do this stuff, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I walk her and I'm in a park, like I'm on the edge of a park. So it's a big city, like not as nice of, but like Hyde Park. Right. And it rolls down to the ocean and then there's a big green space on the ocean side that looks across at the mountains of Washington and I'm there with her two or three times a day she wants to go out right now as a matter of fact and part of that and there are giant sequoias in that park like there's beautiful trees and beautiful there's an eagle's nest whatever it is not the same for me to be in an urban space like that as it is to get into the forest and then it's not the same being in the forest and not doing something intentional 
like the kind of work that we've been talking about doing. Mm -hmm. And I have felt totally ungrounded, like just completely not okay. Like to the point where I was like, I think that this is depression, but I actually don't think it's depression. I think because I'm actually feeling the grief and I'm feeling the loss and I'm feeling the things, it's not about not feeling it, I'm feeling it. Um, but I'm not integrating it and I'm not, I'm not sitting with it on the land and healing in the same way that I was doing when I was doing the, when I was doing the practicum. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally get what you're saying about the botanical garden. And it, what's wild is that we did it both at the same weekend. But when you said that, I was like, yep, I can talk about this. I can talk about this for days. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's a, it's a thing. It's a total, it's a thing. So let's do it. Tell me more. How, what, what, what else, what do you, how do you want to talk about it? I think, I think there's something about, you know, going back to see, I want to say the word friends, I, I know we've had great debate on plant friends in the past, but going back to the old familiar, maybe that's the better way to say it, is, is going back to that familiar. And it's things like, um, I don't know, still, if I, uh, things from childhood that I, that if I hear a lawnmower in an evening, it reminds me of things from childhood. Or if you smell a certain smell, it reminds me of camping. You know, it's things like that. And going back to the Botanic Gardens, because I'd got so attached to it, because this time last year, um, probably a few months earlier, I started doing like sketching um, groups up at the Botanic Gardens. And, and I got really attached to like, watching certain plants and drawing them and and it's something about like, like when we were doing the practicum that that studying tea plants and and not just saying yeah that's a dandelion but actually looking at the form of it and how it looks and how it looks in different times of day and then the whole sort of story and really getting to know it and um it was really nice to go back to the botanic gardens um and the ones in inverness they're only small it's there's a couple of greenhouses um it, it's not a huge area of land um but going back and seeing, um, I've got so many pictures of like carnivorous plants, you know, like Venus flytrap type things. Um, and I've got so many drawings of those from over the last year, but going back and just seeing them and seeing them all green and standing upright, they were awesome. They were so cool to just go and see them and immediately just feeling that sort of grounding and, and you know, and then in the cactus house and then walking around the grounds and seeing all the colors. Cause at this time of year, the colors are just stunning, you know, um, there was, I think chard that's just bright, bright red and, yeah big red tree things that I don't know the names of like Acer type plants and stuff and um and just just feeling like you're in the right place that grounding um which was really nice and just yeah and and taking Pete there as well you know and, and going there with Pete and just wandering about and um you know not staying very long but just feeling like almost checking in um with something something that I can link back to something that's good that I can feel and I do feel grounded with um, rather than just floating about and being here but not being present when I'm doing a lot of stuff at the moment um, so yeah it was it was good to go back yeah and there's you know what's interesting I just I've been listening to um I mean listening to podcasts like I, I have found during let's contextualize this since context is so important um <laughs> 
this is in the middle of a pandemic, right? And we're just looking at another wave. They're just saying it's another wave in in Vancouver, in British Columbia. I know there is one in the UK. <laughs> so we're looking at sort of more restrictions, but also like more fear. So I've been I've been thinking about our relationship to the pandemic and to health and wellness and communities. Also, I'm in Canada and our borders closed to the states, and they're talking about it in terms of a possible civil war and civil unrest down there in November. And so there's it's a time of great, you know, fear and tumult. And I was listening to this um, interview with Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, but then has is much bigger than that. Does a lot of writing around creativity. And I really, a lot of her stuff really resonates with me. And she was talking about this idea that we can only stay in a place of fear for so long. Like we can't, it, it, the, the way it destabilizes us is a problem. She's telling this story about, you've probably heard about this woman that got lost on a hike, I think last fall or last summer in Hawaii. Did you hear about her? And she was like two weeks or something in the, in the, in the, in the jungle, mm-hmm. um, no cell phone had gone off like that. Um, and, but she tells this story, this woman's story that early, early on, like the first or second night and she'd covered herself in like mud to stay warm. And so she was doing this stuff that, that was somewhat intuitive. It sounds like she didn't have like a, a background in, in you know, wilderness or jungle survival. Mm. And she came to this point where she realized she was scared. She was absolutely terrified about not surviving and realized this is, this 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 is real i'm totally lost it had been a day or, or two and she closed her eyes and she put her energy into the universe and said to the universe um i want to open my eyes up and i don't want to feel fear i want the fear to please take the fear from me to whatever in the universe would take the fear from her and intentionally put it out there closed her eyes did this this practice and opened them and felt in the place of what she'd felt like fear, a more connectedness to the present, to the moment and to her intuition. Mm-hmm. And from then on practiced following an intuition that then she came out alive. Like whether it was about where to find water, a plant to eat, a plant not to eat. And then I read something recently about like deer. I don't remember what I was listening to, like deer knowing like what plant to not eat or what, like what are the, whatever. And so it was this really interesting grounding and this is an interview with Gilbert at the beginning of the pandemic probably two weeks in she's living totally alone in New Jersey and I'm like I can relate um and it's this idea that if we stop and get into the present and connect with that and I I don't think it's a you know it wasn't I think it's partially this woman was in nature as well like in the jungle but what we're talking about is stopping and being present and paying attention and connecting in nature in those moments that that's intuitive too. Like that need to do that is intuitive. The need to get grounded in the present, like the past is gone. Some I saw a meme recently, like stop paying attention to what's coming up and, and, and you know, shaming you or bothering you about the past. There's nothing new there you've thought and felt it all. Like you're just revisiting stuff that's already, it's not new. There's, it can add nothing new. You've been there. If you've lived a self-reflective life, let me add that. Can't do anything about the present. We're not there yet. All you have is this moment. And then the, and then inviting your intuition in there and getting in touch with that. I just, I find that such a beautiful lesson Mm. that I'm, thoroughly going to be engaging in in the next little while and the place that I do that best is like you're talking about is paying attention in the forest 
paying attention, paying attention to the land, which if we were making our living from that, we would have to anyway, right? Like if we were all of our food was something we were growing and tilling, or we were hunting or gathering, we would be, that's why they're friends. Like that's why I did also hear about a study that proves that plants scream when you cut them. So just so you know, your plant friends, you vegetarians that are like, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. I just heard about it. I haven't read it. I haven't looked it up yet. <laughs> yep. Cut flowers, everything else. They let off a high emission when you harm them. So they are friends, not food. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's like the painting the scream right now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I don't want to hear about my dinner screaming. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm gonna find you the study, I'll send it to you. You're gonna love it. No, but do you know yeah. what? You would just, I love it. Like, uh, like I, I know people that say, you know, you've got to take the power out of a problem and kind of talk it to death, and eventually you talk it around and talk it around, and you find out what the thing is that's bugging you or the solution or something. Oh, interesting. I've never heard that. That's a great, that's a great concept. Oh God, yeah. Take the power out of it. You know, get it out of your head. Hey, talking, talking, talking is so, so important. Keep going over, and you, yeah. you saying that about you know her putting that belief and just asking for whatever and it and it working. Yeah. Because I, I had a, I had a, a mini rant at Pete today because, um, you know, there's there's a few things that have happened recently that, you know, I, you know, stuff happens, you know, you, you don't know. And, and I'm, I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, I, me personally, I have a higher power of sorts, which is certainly not a man on a fluffy cloud with a halo. And it's just a something, um, right. a something that isn't me. And that's what's important. Um, and I think what I've realized is I've spent so much time in the last, I'd say this year, certainly the last six months, if not for most of this year of just handing it over and just saying nothing I can do about it nothing mm. I can do about it and just accepting it mm. um I've almost forgotten what to put in the place of the worry and the fear about things and wow. it's funny because I was saying to someone today because you, you know you know whether we had um a, a house we were buying that fell through and stuff and you know stuff happens um and it's you know in the scheme of things it's not important but somebody today said you know somebody today said oh you all settled in your new house and I was like, oh, no, no, no. Our house sold, but the one that we were buying wasn't, so we're still in Um, And they said, oh, but, you know, I firmly believe that if it's not meant for you, then, you know, that something better is, is coming along in the future and stuff. And do you know what? I kind of, I was talking to a friend tonight and I was like, do you know what? If one more person says to me, you know, you just got to believe that the right thing will come along and it wasn't meant for you, I will actually scream. <laughs> I live my whole life on a principle that I can't control what's going to happen and that I have to believe that it's not for me and if it's for you it won't go by you and yeah. and all of that that is how I live my life has been for yeah. many years yeah. but if one more person turns that around and tells me that and I and I sit and I'm sitting there the, the moment of serenity and calmness just saying <laughs> uh -huh, yeah no I believe that honestly no tears are being shed I get that We've just yeah. accepted it. Not a problem. But stop yeah. telling me this. <laughs> Come 
hands. I can still be annoyed that houses haven't sold yeah. or people are unwell yeah. or yeah. bad things are happening. Yeah. And it's it's really weird. And I think what I've realized is I've spent so long certainly this summer my mantra has just been you know whatever will be will be if it's not meant to happen it's not meant to happen I haven't put anything else in that hole that should yeah. normally be churning with worry and self-doubt and panic yeah, yeah. And, and it's just that realization that actually all of the things that we were worried about are done it's gone it's off the table we've just got to yeah. accept it yeah but I've not put anything back in its place. All I've done is been working my ass off at work and running around doing 60 million different things. I haven't yeah. stayed going into nature. I haven't been doing my drawing of plants. I haven't been reading because I haven't had the structure of doing the practicum and the training. Yeah. yeah. I've just gone, oh no, I don't have to do that anymore. I need to do all these other 60,000 things. Yeah. And, and it's really interesting to suddenly realize that. And it's so easily fixable. Yeah. So what would you put in the place? You're talking about the hole. So what, what, what would go in that place of where that, and it's funny, I have noticed that change in you actually. I like, I have noticed that um, because I was getting to know you during that, that, that sort of spring time. Right. And, and, um, and even in terms of like a distance friendship and trying, I don't know what's going to offend you, or I don't know what's going to whatever. Right. And being worried about what everything I know. (laughs) I've learned that with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're both sensitive souls and we care about not you know whatever like undermining each other but I have noticed it I have noticed that you've been sort of that zen more of that sort of zen and also reminding me to do that too which is also mm. helpful in in my own situations um but what would you put in that space of that hole that thing you're talking about what like if you were so let's talk about that like let's hold each other accountable for that we've said this is our practice Mm -hmm. what is our what is that practice what is that going to look because I know that you went to the botanical gardens you're spending more time in this intentional practice of going and being getting out where yeah and I think doing something like I want to say something exciting it's not exciting but actually doing something you know that's like a trip um just just doing something to have fun yeah maybe I should make more time this is what I'm trying to figure out because I know I can get up um the the whale watching boats went by again Mm. yesterday when I was down by the water and I'm well I don't want to go out on when that's not what I want to do I would rather do what I did before which was to go to the beach and stand there and watch two gray whales yeah. um fishing for like two hours that that's that's that right and I'm thinking about doing that this weekend just because I've had a change in plan and I'm like you know what maybe I'm just gonna go and um it isn't so I I, I mean I think the other the other context is that I'm not running retreats and I'm not running um forest therapy with people right now and I I don't know how I'm gonna what I'm my own practice will be around remote stuff I spend all day on on these zoom calls at work on and off them and doing my own research for my for my doctorate which I'm just I'm just wrapping up but I've spent over probably 35 or 40 hours um in interviews on zoom calls in the last month right so it's just been the the idea of doing that remotely for me doesn't work and I'm really really missing gathering with people yeah like it's um even when I've thought about the, the groups that you've run, like the idea of 
<laughs> like if I were like, what would you like to do in the next, you could do anything you want to do in the next month. I'd go and see my family in Toronto and then I'd come and run some forest therapy with you somewhere or have you here. Like, I would love to do that. I would love to, to put something together where we're co co-guiding something, but I, I don't know how it is for you or what you're thinking about with your practice, but not meeting and sharing this with other people and even talking about stuff with the practicum, even you and I doing this um, has also left a massive hole for me. And I don't know, I think part of that fear thing or part of the thing that I also need to let go is this idea that it's this yawning abyss and we're never going to be able to get together again. Right. Like, I know know that's not the case, but you know, it feels like it at times though. It feels like it. Yeah. It really. And I know it's someone just put another, I guess memes are the other thing I'm online a lot um, for work. So, and I am online. Someone put a meme up that said, if your house is over a hundred years old or over 101 years old, someone hung out in your house hiding from a, the last pandemic probably as well. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, You're not the you? first person in your house that's hidden from a pandemic. I was that's like, that's so, so cool. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah, that's neat, eh? That's so, oh, well, like I've got that covered for sure. Yeah, yeah well, it's oh. a good perspective. Like it will, I know we will be able to get together again, but I like, like, what are your plans? Like, what are you, I know you've got Pete. So the other thing is I have my dog (laughs) and I'm meeting people in my new town, but uh, I've been by and large alone since last uh, December Yeah. um, with, with breaks in that, but, uh, but I've been living alone and in some way and and in towns where I I knew two or three people and they have lives and they're busy and they can't be hanging out with me every night or enough nights. And uh, so I'm alone a lot, a lot, a lot, but you, you have Pete and what are you thinking of with what's happening with you and being able to run force therapy? Where are things? Well, I'm kind of, I think, I think going back to the summer, I think what I'm realizing I've spent so much time just saying to people, you know, I don't care. I'm not, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not bothered about it. I've kind of just applied that to life. Right, and right. and I've realized now that the things that I was not caring about and not worrying about have done, I'm still not caring or not worrying about it. I've just got this like, would you say apathy to life yeah. at the moment where I'm just like, mm, okay, whatever. Right. I don't know. It's And I right. need, I like I've lost my mojo and I need to shake that, you know? Um, and I think one of the good things about the, um, the online meeting that I was on tonight um with this local organization called Grobis I'll give them a name check because then I can tag them you never know um was it kind of gave me that kick up the bum because I was introducing myself I was talking about forest therapy and forest bathing and um and I was kind of talking a little bit about what I was trying to do and stuff Mm -hmm. um and it was um which is good you know that gave me a little bit of a kick up the bum to say no there's nothing to stop me putting sessions on for forest bathing you know yes we're under restrictions at the moment but organized outdoor activities um they're they're exempt from some of the restrictions i could do some form of sessions if i want to but i think i've just got to that point where i've just gone and just you know Um, yeah. So it's kind of given me that kick, and um, hopefully, fingers crossed, next week, me and Peter are going on holiday for a week, which I kind of see as just drawing a line in everything pre-holiday. Draw Good. a line, yeah. spend a week together, somewhere yeah. different, switch off, walk, look after the dogs, yeah. and then come back and start fresh, kind of thing. Is yeah. my thought. 
there's a high possibility our holiday will be cancelled, but we're not worrying about that at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you can't, well, you can worry about this that. Is, but it's there, there again, I'm not caring. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I may just take that, that page from your, from your, from your book. I mean, I am, again, I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to find wisdom from people that are in this process and, and thinking deeply about it and figuring out like, how do you get through this in a way that, um, you know, that it, in the end is, is positive, that builds up your community that, you know, that it, which feels like bizarre. Like I was reading something about, or listening to something about moving to a new town and the way that you get connected when you're, when you're really lonely. Someone was talking about how do you deal with loneliness? And they're like, go volunteer at like a soup kitchen or whatever. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. And I'm nervous about being around people. Like I've been out once to a restaurant in the, you know, in the last however many months. And um, I was supposed to go to a, like a thing again tonight. And I was just like, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be inside. I want to be outside. So I have to figure out what that's going to look like in terms of the connection and, um, and forging that. And, and we've, we had our funding cut um, in the organization that I was running retreats with. And, um, and I'm sort of, I don't know where that's going to, how that's going to pan out or what's going to happen in the next little while. So um, that's on hold. So I'm not, I'm not running this stuff either. So yeah, so I, it, I, I'll fly over there to Scotland and then I'll isolate for two weeks. Um, um, but yeah, I, I would be really excited to, to be part of talking to you about what that practice mm -hmm. is. And then maybe just sort of talking about um, what you're thinking about doing or how it's going and then staying in touch in terms of what you're rolling out. And then I am serious about coming and doing some of this work together for sure yeah, and definitely. figuring out what, what that will look like yeah. um, either when you're here or I'm there, but I would love to do it. In the meantime, let, like let's make a commitment to each other to, to do this practice of, of sit spot and getting into the forest at yeah. least once a week, yeah. um, okay. if not more than that, so that, um, you know, we're just keeping each other accountable for the connection that we both need, both professionally to feel like we're keeping one foot in this work. Mm -hmm. um, but then also personally for just how important it is for us to feel grounded. I, I endeavor, I aim to get out at least once a week, drawing in nature and doing a sit spot. So that is my promise okay. to myself. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. And I will definitely be doing like once a week to at least do a sit spot. I take the dog out more than that. Um, like I take her out here, but I take her to, I take I her to, hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean to the forest. <laughs> um, you know, what's funny is part of it is that I, it's, it's populated enough where I live just in the area mm -hmm. that I tend to see people like weekends are when I work's been busy and um, at work and my and my um, and my research on top of that because of the courses and and, and my day job as well. Um, so when I get out into the forest, it tends to be the weekend, and there are a lot of people around. And I don't necessarily want to be like I'm nervous about being in on a small trail in close proximity to people. So I haven't. That's partly why I haven't been doing it as much. But I think that I can I can shift that up so that I'm going evenings grading has been the thing that sort of gotten in the way because I'm grading in the evenings yeah. but um um I can I can absolutely make time to be in the forest in a more thoughtful way for sure um and maybe one of the things I want to do is start sort of incorporating some of the walking um invitations into like uh slowing down like doing like a 
whatever. I have to look at the invitations, decide what I want to do and then do definitely do a, a, a pleasures of presence at least once a week. I would be into that. I'm rambling. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a plan. And then we can check in and see how we're doing. Okay. That sounds good. So let's do that for like, like the next month and we'll do a check in and just see sort of what, what our process has been. Then the other thing that I'm going to be doing is, is taking this idea of fear whenever I'm fearful about, you know, jobs and right now money and the pandemic and health and wellness and the people I love and all of that kind of stuff. And and I would even roll like loneliness into it and Mm -hmm. stop and do that invitation to a place of intuition and see what happens. Because I think that's what sent both of us to the forest and to nature yeah. this weekend, right? Like definitely. no question. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's a, I, and I started doing that this morning. Like I felt myself like starting to worry and get stressed out about stuff and just going like, wait, like I'm right here right now. Mm-hmm. What do I need? Follow what I need. Just make yourself a coffee get yourself some food into you before you start your meetings, like whatever, <laughs> you know? And then I'm going to try to create that big gapping, gaping hole that you've got where it's like, I'm not worrying. What am I putting into it? I, I can't imagine what that feels like. I'm going to, I'm working on that. Okay, Good. cool. Right. That's a deal. That is our plan for the next. That's our plan. We're all, we're doing it. Well, thank you. All right, my friend. Happy trails. Thanks for listening to the Highland Quiet Life podcast. Don't forget to click follow to receive updates of future episodes and do drop me an email at highlandquietlife at outlook.com to get in touch.